been on the show before, a friend of the program. We are a friend of his organization, which is CrooksAndLiars.com. John Amato is our guest, founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. It's an American left-wing political blog. He also has co-authored the book, Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. It can be found on Amazon.com. Hey, John, happy Tuesday. Happy Super Tuesday. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is a joyous Super Tuesday. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> it definitely is. Well, for some, I don't know if you look to the right. Um, let's talk about what's happening today. And speaking of the right, let's go to the right. Republican voters will weigh in on the presidential race. They're doing so in 11 states today. And um, right now, there is a toxicity among the candidates. Um, there is a definite split over the prospect of a Donald Trump presidential nomination. However, this guy looks like he has a clear path to the nomination, and the uprising in the GOP is, uh, uh, you know, a day late and a dollar short, to say the least. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. And, you know, all this hand-wringing now from the GOP donors and the GOP governors and the GOP politicians coming, you know, right before Super Tuesday is pretty lame overall because where were they all this time that Trump, once Trump, you know, came into the campaign and suddenly rose to the top? Um, it, it's amazing, really, that Trump is doing so well, but he is, and it was easy to see right along, and I'm sure you, you've noticed this as well as a lot of your listeners, that you know we've been we've been watching the Republican Party, and we knew that there's such a heavy xenophobic base of Republican voters that once Trump tapped into that crowd, there was no stopping him. And when you look, I mean Ted Cruz, you know when you look at his overall resume, this guy was has been born since he's been born, he's been trying to be the president. You know what I mean? If you look at his resume, he is the conservative's conservative. Um, he's a true believer, and the, the talk show hosts love him. He's, you know, he's courted so many pastors, and, and the guy you know, will sleep in the church if he has to. Um, every other word out of his mouth is a reference to some Bible quote, and yet he's being destroyed by Donald Trump. And, and, and yes, it is amazing. Um, you know, and also it is amazing what is resonating with the Republicans and the percentages I'm seeing that favor Trump. Yesterday, state by state in all 50 states, between 30 and 50 percent of the Republican Party favored Donald Trump. Now, there was a time, as you know, John, that people would say Republicans were racist and Republicans would go, are you kidding me? But this is a man who has had African-Americans thrown out of um, campaign speeches and stops as of late that he has given. This is a man who's made fun of the disabled. This is a man who has definitely spoke negatively about Muslims, whether closing mosques, um, you know, killing family members of terrorists. Uh, and I, all I could think of was that six-month-old little girl um, that was left behind by the two terrorists in San Bernardino. Did he want to put her on a block and, you know, cut her head off like ISIS or, you know, shoot her? Uh, what he has said about, you know, rape and murder in the Latino community. Um, it, it, are 30 to 50 percent of Republicans this ugly or are they blinded by the celebrity and the bravado of Donald Trump? Well, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a few reasons and some of them, what you've mentioned, you know, back in 2009, 
um, really started this whole destruction of the GOP in, in a certain way. Uh, but it's basically made the, the ugly you know, underbelly of the party rise to the top, and that was the campaign and then the election of, of Barack Obama as president, because people forget that on election night when Obama won, there were 200, oh, at least 200 hate crimes that we know of that were committed across the country in response to his election. And then immediately after that, um, all these white supremacist websites, like their, you know, their membership grew by like a thousand percent. Um, and it's so when you look at the facts of what happened once Obama was elected, you know, it's not surprising now to see the effect that Donald Trump is having in the, in the Republican base. Because those people are his base. I mean, you know, in the last uh, PPP poll, 70% of Trump's voters in South Carolina wish the Confederate flag was still flying. Um, 38% of them wish that they had won the Civil War. What? Uh, you know, and when we go down, nearly 20% of, of voters disagree with Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. So it's just easy to see where his support is and it was highlighted by his sort of not suddenly not knowing who david duke was you know we know that donald trump knew who david duke was and that plays into john my next question which is lies and inconsistencies one of the things that has been successful with uh, mudslinging campaigns whether it's in a democratic campaign or a Republican, and whether the mud's being slung toward a Democratic Republican, is pointing out lies, gotcha moments, or inconsistencies in a candidate's promises, rhetoric, or claims. If somebody says, I was against the Iraq war, and then they're like, well, you know, you voted for, this is a speech you gave when you were 18, right? We see this happen all the time. Exactly. But with Donald Trump, he has been pro-life, pro-choice, claims to be pro-life. He now claims to be a Christian. He has said he's part of the Tea Party. Um, he has apparently, and we don't know, in an off-the-record interview or made off-the-record comments in an interview uh, for an op-ed with New York Times, you know, said he's not going to do anything that he's going to do with regard to immigration. And we know that he cannot, as president, doesn't have the power, doesn't have the money. It is not, it is not probable. It is not practical. It's not realistic to deport over 11 million people from this country. You know, we don't have the, the means physically or the, the means financially, nor do we have the means financially to build a wall, nor can this country force any other nation to write a check to build a wall like Mexico. And he's not going to start a trade war with Mexico and cut trade with Mexico. He benefits from trade with Mexico and his company, uh, Trump Enterprises. Um, so why is it that dis why is it that this guy's held to a different standard or not held to any standard? Um, unlike other candidates currently, uh, you know, around him on the right, uh, his um, opponents on the left, and candidates in the past on both sides. Well, you know, I think there's several reasons, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about one, which is if we talk about the right-wing media complex, um, basically their job is to keep their listeners angry. And, you know, it's funny, Tom Brokaw made a comment, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, where he mentioned Breitbart and, and talked about keeping their people animated, you know, their readers. Uh, and that's been the goal of AM talk radio since Rush Limbaugh till today, where, in other words, the, you know, the bottom line is no matter what, you have to, you have to hate liberals. 
You have to hate them. And this anger um, has been generated for now, just if we're talking since Obama, has been on nonstop screech. So when you make people so angry um, at, you know, what could they be so angry about? But we won't get into that. But just to have that, that anger bubbling on. And now comes a man, Donald Trump, who's sort of trying to be the John Wayne. And you know how conservatives love their John Wayne complex heroes. And he comes on, and he's got his two, you know, 12-gun shooters, you know, his bullets. He's, he's a fast draw, and he's bombastic, and he's saying stuff that, that you know, when I grew up in the schoolyards of Queens, people talk, would say, you know, and... Um, and he's just, and they love this whole, they've been conditioned to, like, be against the PC police, whatever that is. They don't even understand what the First Amendment is or what PC police is. But the fact that he's so crude and he just comes out and, and says, you know, we have to deport these people, these Mexicans, they're rapists, they're murderers, they're coming over here. And it, it like, awoken something into, the, into that electorate that they don't care what this guy's positions have ever been, which exposes the whole conservative religious right notion of having principles, and um, and they could care less. And it's you know, and the more he gets called out on it, have you seen the polling? And, and, and called out on it. Speaking of David Duke, ABC News uh, released footage of an interview in 2000 in which Trump spoke about David Duke in that interview. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, I, I, I wonder, you know, it's funny because I wonder if he just had, you know, sort of a moment where he didn't know where he was or something because it doesn't make any sense, of, you know, how he approached that, the interview with Jake Tapper. It just, it, you know, obviously you might say, well, he doesn't want to upset that vote, that electorate, but he's done it so much. And it just was very odd to say that. And I wonder if he just had some sort of moment where he just, got confused because to say that his earpiece went out is like the biggest you know you talk about well of his earpiece and being somebody who does tv nearly every day and is on radio every day pretty much um except for the weekends um if your earpiece goes out you hear nothing and when you hear what donald trump said he responded with david duke's name completely uh showing uh exhibiting that he heard the question or a portion of the question Oh, yeah, he definitely heard what was going on. So it was a lame excuse. Nobody really believes it. But it's not going to dissuade his followers to not, you know, vote for him. Um, They like his complete package. They don't care that the guy, you know, is talking about how many great services Planned Parenthood have. Uh, normally, if any Republican he, wait, he supported Planned Parenthood and demonized Planned Parenthood in less than 72 hours on national television earlier this year. And nobody seemed to mind. It, it's, I mean, you know, and, and again, this is coming from the anger, and, it's, and, it's, and when you see it, you know, it's coming from that, that basic instinct of sort of the, the xenophobia that's captured the Republican Party. Because remember, in 2007, it was Karl Rove, one of his smart ideas was to pass immigration reform because, remember, George Bush did very well with the Latino community in Texas. And, and, and Rove knew this, so he, wanted, he knew that the base of, of Latino voters 
or Hispanic voters was quite, you know, was big and was only growing in America. So he smartly wanted to do an immigration reform plan, and he had Ted Kennedy on from the left, right, to, to negotiate this and come up with a bill. That was the first time, in George, for the most part, in George Bush's reign, where his base turned on him violently almost, you know, virulently. And, and, so, and that's before, you know, Twitter was a big thing, right? The, the influence of Facebook hadn't been that, that, you know, as far as in the political arena, hadn't been that big yet. And yet they defeated it easily. And so, it, it's, so this is where the base of the Republican Party is. It's, they are, they've been taught, they're afraid that illegal immigrants are coming over the border and taking their jobs, which we know is factually completely false. Completely false. Yeah, let's take a break, John. We'll come back to you. We have some calls. You want to join us? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back with John Amato, founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. Check it out, CrooksAndLiars.com. It's an American left-wing political blog. John also has co-authored the book, and you should get a copy, Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. And by the way, I think we're seeing the result of that. We'll talk about that with John when we return. On Twitter, follow John at John Amato, A-M-A-T-O. Oh, I'm Leslie Marshall. Back with you. Back with him right after this. We are back with John Amato, founder of FamousCrooksAndLiars.com. He is also co-author of Over the Cliff, How Obama's Election Drove the American Right Insane. John, speaking of, is the not one but two elections, election and re-election, um, of an African-American man bringing the racist, the white hoods and whatnot out of the woodwork? I mean, Louis Farrakhan is, you know, high-fiving Donald Trump, if you will, at least on social media. Um, is, 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 you know, and you wrote about this. Um, is this the part of the insanity that the right has been driven to? No, absolutely, uh, and you know, part of it too. When we go with the with the grand poobas of the GOP, they have a lot to answer for. But absolutely, the fact that that an African American or a black man was elected to the highest office um, really affected the, the the bowels of this country and made them. We talk. You know, I was talking about anger. We'll talk about that anger through these people, and we've seen such an increase. You know, I, I used to write an article, a uh, series called The Daily Shoot, when every day there'd be somebody being shot. And, you know, as horrible as it sounded when we wrote our book uh, back in 2010, you know, uh, Dave and I, we, we both talked about that the increase in violent action was going to happen in this country. And it has, and it's, it's a horrible prediction to, to make and, and not want it to come true. But um, you, you, you can't ignore what's happened, you know, and... Uh, it's it's really sad on that aspect, but you also have to blame the GOP heads because they were so frightened by Obama's popularity that they allowed these people to come into their ranks with open arms because they wanted to do anything they could to stop Obama's you know a momentum. I mean, it, you know, all the way from Mitch McConnell's initial thing, you know, where we're going to stop them having no, you know, one term, how they all got together and just decided to be an obstructionist from day one, but they allowed these crazy people in and gave them prominent positions and helped create the whole Tea Party movement. You know, remember, the Tea Party movement, a lot of that stuff was funded by the Koch brothers. Uh, I know, absolutely, and, you know, once again... This is why I think that Senator Sanders has been so successful and he's had his followers not just, 
you know, come out in droves, but are so passionate and are so loyal. I want to keep the conversation going, John. Uh, Rubio told supporters in Atlanta, quote, a vote for Donald Trump is a vote for Hillary Clinton in November. You think that's true? Do you think we're going to see the Republicans leave their party en masse, vote for Hillary, stay home, and therefore Democrats will come out in numbers uh, against the Republicans? Or will Republicans do what they do? We had evangelicals when Mitt Romney was running uh, for the uh, presidency say, if he's the nominee, we won't vote for him. And they lied. They came out and backed him. We're seeing two congressional members and Senator Jeff Sessions now putting their support behind Trump. Are Republicans all going to bend over for the Donald in the end, the voters and, and the congressional members and line up? Or is this a real break from this guy and what they feel he's doing to the party, whether it's Paul Ryan, whether it's Mitch McConnell, whether it's a high-ranking joint chief, uh, uh, excuse me, high-ranking military brass member who says he will not take orders from Donald Trump if Donald Trump's elected as commander-in-chief and from other congressional members on the right who are saying they're not going to vote for this guy or they're they're not going to work with this guy. And if that's the case, God forbid he were president, nothing would get done. Um, So uh, Republicans, uh, you know, you're going to follow through with this, or are they full of hot air, and if he becomes the nominee, bend over for him? Well, yeah, I think this is a last-ditch effort to try to derail Donald Trump on Super Tuesday. Because, again, if, where were they you know, the last seven months? Um, and a matter of fact, if a ger- uh, general refuses to take orders from Trump, you know, what's happening to him? Um, you know, he's being arrested, thrown in, in military jail. So, um I, I don't believe most of them. I'm sure there'll be a couple uh, that will, you know, in a couple of groups that will lay off. But what they will do, though, is then invest their time into the Senate races because they're afraid to lose the Senate seat. Um, but I don't really believe in the end that they will do that. And, uh, you know, I remember, and look at the, the endorsements that, that Trump just got. They are the most I, you know, if we just say stick on racism um, and, the, and all the bullies and the blowhards. I mean, it's really, he's got Jeff Sessions, he's got Jan Brewer, who is a Miss, you know, Miss, Miss Prop, let's, let's round up all the brown people and send them back. From David Duke, he got the maniac Paul LePage over in Maine. Sheriff Joe Arpaio is Trump's, you know, big best friend. Chris Christie, the bully's bully. Right, and then you have Pat Buchanan. And by the way, people don't know this. You know who Chris uh, Kobach is, correct? Yes. The, the man from right, from right now, the Secretary of State. I mean, this guy was so anti-immigrant, you know, in the George Bush era that he couldn't get a bunch of his plans that they tried to do when he was part of the Bush administration. So now he's led the effort for the strictest, most you know, racist bent on voter ID laws across the country. And these are the people that are actively, you know, have supported Donald Trump. And um, so he's got the bully brigade going. But again, these people, in the end, will not, will not leave the GOP. I don't believe it. But, I mean, I, I'm very happy that this crack-up is happening. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's made covering this primary so much fun. It, it's been so busy. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's great to see because this is because we're getting to see really what they're all about. Right. But, you know, when push comes to shove, um, you know, they will support Trump. And, and they may support it by just creating, you know, 15 anti-Bernie Sanders packs. 
or 15 anti, you know, super PACs against Hillary Clinton. Like uh, yeah, absolutely. In other words, I mean, Donald Trump has the nomination. Rich GOP donors don't have anywhere else to send their money. They can send it to us, right, John? John Amato, thank you for being with us, buddy. Always a pleasure. We'll have you back, as you know. John Amato is co- founder of the famous CrooksAndLiars.com. 